Welcome to the Danger Room, a place to prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy and how to level up your game in Marvel Crisis Protocol. Welcome to a special episode of the Danger Room uh, featuring the first of our top four in the TTS Season 4 League. That's Mazane. Welcome, Mazane. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Uh, just in case people haven't come across you before, do you want to give us a quick potted history and some some of the projects you're involved in yeah so um i started playing this game basically when it came out i came from war machine so that kind of gives you a little paint of what i typically what kind of games i play i guess uh i'm part of the turn zero crew uh so i've been on a few of those podcasts and me and my friend kenny run a podcast ourselves called uh advanced r&d where we just build jank lists and uh force people to play them <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. If you haven't heard that already, guys, go and check it out. Uh, let's talk about season four, though. So uh, you're playing Asgard in the final. Were you playing Asgard all the way through? I wasn't. I started with Web Warriors, uh, a pure Web Warriors build, I believe, that had a little bit of Asgardian in it. And I realized it wasn't hard to get the duel. So second half, I went duel. And then creeping into the finals, I realized I could just do basically what I was doing but with Asgard. So I just hard swapped it to Asgard and haven't regretted it since. So what what is it that you were aiming to do with the list then? So what I the way that I play Web Warriors is just hard control. I try my best to um, just push and throw people away, uh, keep people off points, and use their survivability to become uh, to basically be just hard to to deal with. And I realized Asgard does a lot of that, but my typical problem with Web Warriors is they couldn't pivot into fighting. So there's a lot of uh, crises that they don't really perform well at, against a lot of lists that they don't really perform well against. And then there's certain situations where I felt like I needed to pivot and start beating people up. And Asgard just does all of it, and <laughs> about the way I want it to. But do you feel it's got the same kind of control elements in it that uh, Web Warriors have? Not as much range, right? Because Web Warriors can do it without being close. Um, and they're a little bit quicker, so they can typically respond to changing board states on the like on the table a little better. Like a, on a decent area, you can swap to the other side really quick if you need to. Um, but I found ways to mitigate that with people like Loki and Enchantress having a little bit of range. Um, and being able to use stuff like Rainbow Bridge to kind of jump back and forth across the map if you need to and reposition so not as consistent but you can you can shore up that control differential uh if you play it right so i, I was looking at a list and i guess seeing where it came from makes a bit more sense now but i was looking and people like uh, shuri sometimes you, you don't always see shuri in an asgard roster how have you found her um she's sort of a carryover from Ooh, sorry. Hope we didn't hear that. <laughs> um, she's sort of a carryover from when I was playing Web Warriors. Uh, she's not going to make it into every list. I think typically what I want her for is stuff like Gamma. Um, but I haven't taken her in the pure Asgard build yet, just because most people are taking me places where her pushes are more of a detriment. Like Senators, if they get the Senator, she's not very good, so I'll take Miles um or a d where she doesn't have as much range of influence 
as someone like uh, Enchantress or, e- or even Enchantress or Okoye being able to just be two points and sit on a back point. Uh, but sh- the things that I have her in there for, I feel pretty pretty confident. And it's also a lot harder to kill her because in Asgard, if you do chip damage, you're not doing real damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about, another one that sort of caught my eye is having both Enchantress, who's clearly affiliated, but also having Miles Morales' Spider-Man in there as well. Do you find do you ever need both of them, or is there particular situations where you like one over the other? Uh, in my um, round six game, I played against uh, A Force, where we did senators, and I took both because I knew that there was going to be the potential that if he got the the senator on She Hulk, one wasn't going to be enough, and I would need to kind of pump fake one and then get the other one in there most likely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um turned out he just killed both of them funny enough <laughs> and uh and i always i've always been saying enchantress does her best work on her injured side so she had 10 power and bowed mm-hmm. a bunch of people stole the stole the objective and ran uh but that's an example i like both and then typically it kind of depends on point cost and what kind of control elements i want if i want more mm-hmm. control I'll take Enchantress, or if it's on a on a an E map like Gamma, just because she can her her beams are really good. Yeah. Uh, but if it's something like hammers, where people are going to stack a lot of or cubes, where someone's going to stack a bunch of um, objectives on top of one character, Miles being able to come in with no matter the cost and pop all of them off at once is a little bit more valuable than stealing just one. I mm-hmm. found so. Yeah. And you've got both of those in your in your extract list, haven't you? You've got Struggle for the Cube and Fear Grips, uh, both. Um, is there uh, obviously you're also running Panic? Is there a particular extract that you found this list plays best with? Um, I think Panic is probably one of the best. Uh, hired Muscle plays are are an obvious one. I think at mm-hmm. this level, though, Hired Muscle is less good. Most people are tuned for it. Most people have practiced against it. But that doesn't negate how the natural um, the natural power generation that Asgard gets and the natural amount that they can... The, the higher damage output they have, and so they can get more power, typically, giving them the edge on um, evacuating over a lot of the other um, affiliations. Mm-hmm. So I tend to lean there when I can, but because of the hired muscle plays, there's a lot of people teching for that crisis, even without hired muscle plays. So the yeah. backup I've looked at is typically a uh, uh, struggle for the cube, because I feel like I can get a an early lead pretty easily. Um, and then if I just can't think of anything or if I discard that, I go, I go hammers because hammers is fun because more dice is always more fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so you said you, you think you get an early lead on cubes. Is that down to Angela? A lot of it is Angela, but there's also um, the potential with someone like Valkyrie or Enchantress or Loki to be able to, if I give them the middle point for some reason, maybe they got priority and I didn't feel like my other red was good. Um, I can pull them to my side and I have all these different ways to do damage or throw them even deeper into my side, and maybe I forfeit round one points, but round two, I probably have a dazed character in the middle of my list, and then their their point. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Uh, so flipping over to secures, you've got the the classic Asgard deadly meteors in there. But the other two maybe take a bit more explaining. Uh, and again, maybe this harks back <laughs> to what you were saying about where you came from with this list. But the other two being uh, Riot Spark over Extremist 3.0 and Terrigen Cloud sweeps over the city. What led you to those two secures? So the D is, again, a carryover from uh, Web Warriors. I'm also really comfortable with the D. I played a lot with the D um, ever since the game came out. And Riot Spark is probably the the easiest D to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, it also helps with the survivability of the Asgardians. Being able to just heal two from a person in one activation is um, extremely valuable in a lot of uh, games. My, my game today versus Art, he uh, did five damage to Thor. And I started the turn healing him with Asgard. Angela went, killed a couple people, healed him with Medpack healed him with the objective, and all of a sudden all the work he did into Thor was gone. Um, and you don't really get that in a lot of other uh, scenarios mm. or a lot of other affiliations. Um, and, pri- and 17's a fun number, and it was primarily I needed a D because of just how how comfortable I am with that. Uh, Terrigen is a bit weirder. I realized I needed another centrally focused list just in case, or crisis just in case i came across someone doing a hired muscle play back to me mm-hmm. um i so i was stuck between fisk and terrigen um and after a little bit of thinking i realized first off more points is more fun just like more dice is more fun uh i, I like the bit, go big or go home style of play a little mm-hmm. bit so i liked the 20 points but i also feel like poison and stun the stun is much worse on asgard um, you basically have to deal with it because you're not you're both give you one power at the beginning of your power phase, unless you're taking Loki with a gem and poison gives still gives you two. But stun also ruins your power generation from being hit and from doing damage. Like I said earlier, when you're doing stuff like uh, panic grips the city for being able to um, evacuate people or use spenders or whatever. Um, so poison's a little bit more manageable, so I don't have to immediately deal with it if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still get all the benefits of playing Fisk outside of that. So centrally placed objectives, damage on opponents, and if it's damaging me, I can mitigate it because I'm Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't. People can't use hired muscle against it to uh, move them off the point or move the points off of me uh, if I've got a lock on them. Flipping back to your characters, uh, I noticed you've got Okoye and Toad, both great two threats. Uh, how have you found having two unaffiliated two threats in the roster, though? So the big thing I noticed when I moved from pure from Web Warriors to pure Asgard was that my seventeen was a bit weird, primarily because Asgard has mostly four and five point characters. I knew I wasn't going to take Hela. Um, and I knew I wanted to get Loki in there because I've got a giant man crush on Loki and his gem. So <laughs> I knew I wanted him and Thor in a lot of lists. I actually, I'm lamenting now not taking sibling rivalry the more I played it, but um, I realized the big kicker was that it, it wasn't hard to get to 17. I was just playing at four points or four characters, excuse me. Uh, adding Toad in let me have another um, 
have a way to get five characters at 17 while also giving me um, another kind of another way to kind of dig into my grab things and run strategy that I'm doing that I carried over from Web Warriors. Because uh, he can kind of grab objectives from my teammates and then get away with them so that they can stay and fight. Um, he's good at grabbing the single objectives and getting out and being safe. And then as a backup to make it even better, um, make my, my Asgardians even better on their offense, he's got the late game spit acid on people to get to deal out some incinerates with mm-hmm. for only two power. Yeah. Um, no, and then Okoye is Okoye. Sure. <laughs> the Thanos Slayer herself. She's been a monster. It doesn't even matter if she's sitting on a point and just shooting people every now and then. She's just been a monster in every game I've ever played her. Mm. Uh, having a quick look at your tactics card, so you've already bemoaned uh, lack of sibling rivalry. What do you think you might be taking out then if you were to tweak that and try and fit that in? There's there's two that I've thought about. I'm not sure how I'd fit them in. Um, there's advanced R&D, because I've thought of some really good advanced R&D mm-hmm. plays. It's not just a plug, I promise. Um, <laughs> and then also the uh, the sibling rivalry. I think my what I would like to do is remove hired muscle because I really don't like that card and I don't like that play. And like I mentioned earlier, I think at this point it's almost just like a counter deterrent. People are mm-hmm. going to see it and then probably swing something different than what they were initially planning into a normal Asgard list. Um, but overall, I think at the, when you get to high levels of play, most people know how to deal with it. So it's sort of been a dead card since I've added it. <laughs> I th- looking at the the brackets going forward, I think it's going to continue to be a somewhat dead card. I think everyone's got some way to deal with it. It puts me at a bigger disadvantage for taking it. Um, so that'd probably be the first to go, and I don't know which card I would add in more. Uh, Advanced R&D is probably better and more consistent, but Sibling Rivalry is really fun, and I think really clutch into certain matchups like A-Force. Being able to yep. get extra staggers onto Angela's or She-Hulk's. Um, Modok's another great example there. Modok gets zero Modok. dodge dice against the the collision, and then uh, the stagger on Modok's pretty impactful as well. Yeah, I, that would let me pivot a little bit better into just killing Modok. Typically, when I deal with Modok, <laughs> I move in and I just throw him away. I don't even touch him. I don't want to give him extra power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the most interaction I've typically given him is um, I four Asgarded someone's uh, Red Skull and threw him into him, threw him into Modok and then threw Modok away and then moved back onto the point that I was standing on previously uh, and the guy had been sweating the whole time that I was going to kill his Modok with Thor and I was like, I'm not even going to touch your Modok I'm just going <laughs> to get him out of here, I don't want to deal with him uh, So you, you mentioned there the hired muscle uh, what's your take on it then? You said you don't like it. Has has it featured much in your run up to the top four? Uh, I lost my one game to Mandalore and Orange using uh, hired muscle. I actually got priority and thought I had a really good counter into it. And he told he taught me that I did not have a good counter to it, even when I didn't have priority. So I sort of just added it as a nuclear deterrent and as a way to kind of counter hired muscle. If they do it to me, I can do it back. Um, but as much as I like the runaway style of play, I don't like the one that Hired Muscle brings. It's not my favorite 
card. Um, and I think it's so niche. Like I said, like I've said a few times at, at the highest levels of play, um, it's not really worth it. Um, mm. I think it's primary use in that panic grips the city strategy is to go up against people who aren't expecting it. And that's the, those are the games that I don't like it for. If I come across someone in the mid league who's maybe heard a podcast talk about it and knows, Oh, well, you know, hired muscle is pretty cool. I need to watch out for it. And then I get that big, that big advantage, that big point swing on them and they don't get to play the game. It's just, I don't feel good about it. They don't feel good about it. And, you know, I'd rather have just left it at home at that point. Mm. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on it. I don't like the experience it gives. I don't, I don't know if I like that style of that hard um, advantage style of play that it brings. If you do it right. If that makes sense. I'm not just rambling. <laughs> no, 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 that makes total sense. Uh, you might not have a good answer for this, seeing as you, I don't know how much Asgard you played before you swapped into it uh, in the middle of the league. But do you feel like Asgard's got any really bad matchups, any things that really give you problems? Um, so I think people like Wakanda and, uh, funny enough, Web Warriors kind of give them some issues. People who aren't hitting into them very often for damage. Uh, and people that can mitigate their damage back. Um, because kind of like Web Warriors, Web Warriors has the issue mid-game where you can start running out of gas. People aren't really hitting you a lot, and you're not doing it because you're not trying to do damage, at least the way that I typically play them. So you can kind of run out of gas if you're not careful, and Asgard can kind of do that versus tanky or uh, hit-and-run style gameplay. Um, another one that could be painful as a as a wide um, criminal syndicate because you might not have enough control elements to push all those people off um, mm -hmm. they can pass a red objective that you're trying to get to away from your characters like enchantress or miles and make it even make you have to come to them and i think asgard's best at tanking like taking a, a position on the board and holding it um and then a force a little bit just because a force uh, can get in your face so quick and then you can't throw them when they decide to do stalwart determination. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, that's pretty, I haven't lost to it yet, but it's something that I'm terrified of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good start. I haven't lost to it. Um, more generally, do you feel like you've got a style of play that you like uh, when you're playing MCP that maybe you bring to multiple different rosters or is there, do you find you're changing it more when you move from roster to roster? Uh, I like, it's weird. I, I typically like to turtle up and make, you know, like a, a base of operations that's my own. Um, mm -hmm. I originally played Cabal and did basically that with stuff like Shuri and uh, to, to kind of form this area of the table that was mine that you had to stay away from. I moved to Web Warriors because I could do that and then also influence outside of it. Mm -hmm. And because it fits my other little style of play, which is when that breaks down, I just like to play fast and loose and start doing a just, huh, I wonder if this will work kind of plays and then <laughs> just fly by the seat of my pants and they, they fit that bill really well. And then Asgard tones that back a little bit, but they let me have those big spiky plays that kind of, you know, warm my heart. 
where you go in and you decide, well, I guess I'm going to risk it on this uh, for Asgard. And then you get a, you know, eight successes on a regular <laughs> Thor strike, <laughs> uh, send someone flying and you're like, well, I, I guess we're in a good spot now. Um, so typically it's, it's kind of a control, control, control. And as soon as that breaks, it's just, all right, chaos, let's get, <laughs> no one's really going to know what's happening now. Yeah, now you mentioned looking at your list, there's not loads of dice mitigation in there. You've got Shuri, but that's kind of it. Koye's got a re-roll, but your, your dice kind of are your dice for this list, aren't they? Yeah, it's... um, <laughs> I'm kind of relying on pure luck when it comes to my attack and defense. The, the defense isn't as big of a deal because typically how I'm mitigating... my mitigating damage by healing effects, stuff like Odin's Blessing, or keeping my distance... Uh, mm-hmm. through throws or staggers or whatever. And I'm typically, so far, not having to go for those big, uh, risky plays to, to murder people. Um, but when I do, uh, typically stuff like Loki, with his um, I Am A God, is a lot more consistent than I think a mm-hmm. lot of people give him credit true. for. Yep. It's yep. not Corvus, by any means. Uh, but he's probably... Low key, as a pun, one of the most uh, scary characters on my roster at uh, Hammers, because six and seven dice mm-hmm. strikes counting blanks just gets progressively more and more uh, frightening. And um, they fuel themselves, yeah. Exactly, and then um, the Valkyrie uh, Warrior of Legend. I'm starting to think war. I'm starting to like Warrior of Legend strikes more than I like raw or even sometimes warrior of legend dragon fangs particularly when you don't have a whole bunch of power mm-hmm. um i've yep, been having yep. a lot of success with that and then disarm is disarm that's the way i help that's another weird it's not really a mitigate dice mitigation but it's a good way to have another layer of defensive tech like i'm, I'm messing i think messing with your opponent's dice typically makes them at least double think a little bit more than you do yeah, and then you've got Odin's Blessing, you've got Rainbow Bridge to teleport someone out of Dodge. So I, I can gear. definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, climbing gear. I can definitely see what you're saying about uh, your defensive. And actually, again, think bringing the way you're thinking about your list and the way you've approached it, do you find that actually not having attack mitigation doesn't matter very much? If you've got Bow with Enchantress, if you've got the Mind Stone on Loki, if you've got Throws on Thor and Valkyrie to move characters around? Maybe you don't need to attack, you know, not not quite like a hired muscle play, but those attacks aren't as impactful as having good defense and good control effects are. Typically, yeah. And the ones that do attack, typically the attacks either have so much dice that they... I, I'm, I'm rather unlucky to not be doing anything, mm-hmm. or the damage isn't the important part, or... Um, they can do some self-mitigation like a Koye or a, even Valkyrie. So all the ones I want to go in and do stuff typically do what I want them to do most of the time. Um, it's a problem when they don't, of course. <laughs> if, I, yeah. if I'm if i on three power and I need Thor to, to four Asgard in, hit, and then throw somebody, uh, that's a risk that sometimes can bite me in the butt, and it has a couple times. But yeah. you missed typically he can and... live. Don't get enough damage or to just, power your throw, yeah. Or just do no damage. Um, yeah. My untelevised 
uh, round of 16 um, game, I actually had a situation where my enemy had a daredevil and a Medusa mm -hmm. within two of each other, and he had mission objective. Which, if you haven't played against mission objective, um, it's very rude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, it was that exact situation where I wanted to come in, I wanted to do four Asgard damage into Daredevil, and Thor had a hammer, three power, turn two. I wanted to do the, the one or two damage, preferably three, so I could hit, stagger him so he couldn't run, and throw Medusa so that he couldn't mission objective on the second strike. I four Asgard it in. No damage. Cool. Uh, second attack. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I did no damage on the attack, but I did roll the wild, so I threw him into a building. Mm -hmm. uh, second attack. Uh, three successes and another... Or, yeah, because he's five, five stamina on the front side. Three successes, go through, and then the wild. So he's going to die, and then he's going to mission objective to Medusa. So I just took it and killed him and threw Medusa further towards me. But it was that exact situation where I, I put myself in a bad situation because that the dice just didn't agree. Mm. Uh, do you see yourself playing Asgard more in the future, or are you getting sick of them all and try something else? Um, so it's a weird question because I've every time I try something new, I, I originally didn't like Asgard, and then I played them. A couple times, particularly Loki with the Mind Gem, and played them with the more control um, idea in mind, and really enjoyed them. But then I would always, I'd always like, well, I'm not playing Asgard. I play different different stuff. So I'd play, uh, I, I'd move on, and then somehow make my way back to Asgard, and be in the exact same situation where, well, I like them. So I think if I have a lot of success, I'll keep trying them and learn new matchups and see how far I can take him again next season. I look forward to playing more games though. I'm really excited to see how the top four shape out and then how semifinals, uh, how those games go. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I look forward to seeing how those games go too and good luck and uh, yeah, take it home for North America. I'm going to try. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a USA and Canadians now rooting for me. <laughs> so I, right. where, where uh, can you go wrong and one last time if people want to catch you uh, or any of your content where can they find you uh you can find me at uh the turn zero stuff we the uh, like i said i've been part of their little group and i'm on their podcast uh sporadically and i have a podcast with my friend kenny advanced r&d uh i'm also uh i forgot to mention this i'm one of the the dark illuminati one of the the people who help run the uh, tabletop simulator leagues. So if you have any questions about those, you can feel free to message me or tag me or whatever, and I can get you uh, set up to do that stuff. Brilliant. Well, Mazane, thank you very much for spending some time in the danger room. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the danger room. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something to level up your next game. You can reach out to us on our Discord, Twitter, or Facebook. The links will be in the description. We have a questions channel on our Discord, so feel free to drop us some questions in there, and we'll answer them on the show. Thank you for taking the time and listening to us. If you're liking what you hear, leave a rating or comment, or even both. 
We appreciate any feedback to help us grow and become a better group to bring you the best quality content that we can. See you next time in the Danger Room. Simulation complete.